Game Week 11 is over and it's time to look ahead to Game Week 12. Welcome to another FPL podcast with me, Stranger on FPL. Twitter handle at OHeyStranger. And thank you for joining me in yet another episode of the podcast. Normal service is resumed this week. Where I'll be going through my top 5 player picks and also my captain candidates for Game Week 12. But before we move on to that, my highlights of Game Week 11. A not so great Game Week for me. In fact, it was a disaster despite the Bruno Fernandes captain return and getting Kevin De Bruyne's 14 points. There were blanks for Hakim Ziyech, who I'm getting rid of for Game Week 12. Diogo Jota made an appearance from the bench, and there were numerous other one and two pointers here and there. A meager 47 points and a massive red arrow for me, meaning my rank dropped from 870k to about 1.4 million. So I'm hoping for a massive turnaround in game week 12. Players who caught the eye in game week 11 after missing out on two game weeks due to self-isolation. Wilfred Zaha rewarded patient owners who stuck with him, either by chance or sheer staunch loyalty, with 15 FPL points from two goals and one assist at the weekend. His first double-digit returns since game week six, and yet Zaha is now the fourth highest midfielder in FPL, with a clear 20 points or more ahead of premiums such as Sadio Mane and Kevin De Bruyne. Raheem Sterling also rewarded patient owners with 13 points at the weekend, getting involved in both goals against Fulham. Could this mark a turnaround in fortunes for Sterling, whose place in the starting 11 is under scrutiny? I dare not say, but if he keeps this up, he might be almost free from rotation. Almost. But you never know, Pep. Another goal in the weekend saw Kurt Zuma become one of the highest, if not the highest, goal-scoring defenders so far this season with four. And I also think, if I recall correctly, the joint top scorer for Chelsea. This moves him level with, among others, club mate Timo Werner, Sadio Mane, and ahead of the likes of Marcus Rashford and Hamis Rodriguez. At just 5.6 million, he's definitely one to own if you need a Chelsea defensive cover, especially if Ben Chiwell is out of your range. Next, I have the outstanding underperformers of the week. Hakim Ziyech lasted not more than 30 minutes on the pitch against Leeds, most likely his hamstring. And since exploding with a brace of assists against Burnley in game week 8, he returned diminishing numbers which reads 11, 3, 2, 1, as if counting down his imminent exit from my team. And since getting his balls injured in game week 6, Ames Rodriguez has not shown any cajones in front of goal and have not put any balls in the net since his brace in game week 4. Credit though must be given to FPL managers who have the patience and balls to stick to Rodriguez for the past 6 game weeks. And finally, Oliver Burke was again preferred over the likes of natural strikers like Billy Sharp, McGoldrick and Brewster which made no sense at all because he simply couldn't hit a barn door. And how could he when he had no shots on goal in 81 minutes of playing time? Not even a single attempted assist or key pass. Next, I move to the top five picks of the week with considerations on fixtures between game week 12 and 14. 
With a match against Fulham this weekend, it would be of total negligence on my part to not have Mo Salah as one of the top picks for this week. Salah has returned in all his games since game week 7, 4 games in total, missing just one week through COVID. And in that period, he returned 3 goals and 2 assists. He averages about 4 shots a game this season, ahead of the likes of Harry Kane and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Only Patrick Bamford can better that stat for shots on goal. His record against promoted teams last season was not the best. However, to ignore Salah would be to ignore at your own peril, especially when he's facing the second worst defence this weekend. Additionally, in the next five game weeks, as tweeted by Lee of FPL Family, Salah will play four of the worst six defences for shots considered this season. Fulham, Crystal Palace, West Brom and Newcastle. So if you don't own him now, you would want him this week in preparation for those runoff games. And interestingly, just looking ahead at their opponent in game week 13, Spurs, Salah has posted attacking returns in four of six matchups between the two teams, blanking only during the 18-19 season. So I'm expecting him to get an attacking return in game week 13 as well. After missing game week 11, Due to the postponement of their match against Newcastle, Aston Villa and Jack Grealish return in Game Week 12 against Wolves. They will be playing away. Prior to Game Week 11, Grealish returned 10 points after scoring the screamer against West Ham. A shot out of a moment of individual brilliance, if I may say so, which further underlines his status as Villa's talisman. After Wolves, they will face Burnley at home and West Brom away. Two very winnable fixtures for Villa. Grealish has been very much involved in all of Villa's attack this season. Over half of Villa's goal has been has seen his involvement. He's also currently involved in 12 big chances and big chances created this season, equal with Kevin De Bruyne. This, step, this was taken from a step tweeted by Adam Hopcroft at uh, Hopcroft 13, of numbers secured, sourced from Fantasy Football Hub. He's also third for key passes per game behind Fernandez and Kevin De Bruyne. And speaking of Bruno Fernandez, despite facing Manchester City this weekend, he remains a top pick for the week. Also because after City, United face Sheffield United and Leeds, the other two teams from the six that have the worst defences for shots considered this season. Bruno Fernandes remains head and shoulders above the rest of creative players when it comes to chances created this season with 35. And for context, De Bruyne is second with 28. Thanks to Ed Statman, Statman Dave for that stat. I would probably stop short of captaining Fernandes this week, unlike the past three game weeks, because Salah is by far the outstanding option. Also, I believe Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has won both league, league meetings with City last season. So if history is to repeat itself, Bruno Fernandes, Bruno Fernandes would definitely be pivotal to that. So I don't recommend ignoring the Portuguese. Yesterday's match between Brighton and Southampton marked the return of the Lord of the Bonus Points, Danny Ings, who I am personally happy to see back in action. And he would have been my top transfer in this week had I not have a Hakim Ziyech problem to resolve first. 
Ings was a second half substitute and in the typical fashion had the last word on the match with a penalty goal and the winner in the 81st minute. Southampton do have good fixtures in December, bar Manchester City in game week 14, and I'm especially eyeing him for game week 15 against Fulham. This weekend though, it's Sheffield United, and he was on the score sheet the last time the two sides met at St. Mary's. Another stat here from at Statman Dave, and it reads, since joining Southampton in 2019, only Jamie Vardy has scored more Premier League goals than Danny Ings' 28 goals. I think it's safe to assume that a fair number of managers like myself would be looking at bringing back Benny Ings soon enough and with good reason. And finally, I don't know in the moment if the Newcastle versus West Brom match will go ahead this weekend, but if it does, Callum Wilson is a great pick for the week and for the coming weeks. West Brom leads and Fulham in the next three, and he's currently the fifth highest goal scorer among forwards with seven goals just one behind Harry Kane. Newcastle may be the lowest team for shots on goals this season, but Callum Wilson has been quite prolific when given the chance. In total this season, he has taken roughly about 18 shots per game. He scored seven, so if I get this right, his conversion rate is probably slightly more than 50%. And Newcastle do get awarded a good number of penalties too. So Callum Wilson is probably your go-to guy this week and in, the, and in the coming weeks if you're looking for a striker at a price range of under 7 million. Questions from the community. We have a question from Alex Tan at Excel Tan. I'm looking to bring things back as a differential in my mini league. Do you think it's worthwhile versus other cheap options such as Wilson or Bamford? So Ings is one of my top pick for the week with a view to hold until game week 15. But with, but with fixtures coming thick and fast, his minutes may get managed considering he has just recovered from injury. It's a good little differential, but I do think it would be a close one between him, Wilson and Bamford. And maybe Newcastle edges it out in terms of the immediate three fixtures. If you have Wilson or Bamford, I think you should hold on to them. I think Inks should come in to complement either one of Bamford or Wilson and not come in as a replacement. Next question comes from FPL Mourinho at Alpha Mourinho, whose question is, would you take Kane out for a hit to get Salah? If Kane is your only Spurs asset, then no, I would not. You would want to keep one of Kane or Sun, if not both. Spurs have decent run of games until end of the year, which would likely see consistent returns for Kane. And in terms of rotation during the busy festive period, it is highly unlikely that Kane misses more than one game. So I'd want to keep him for this month at least. But I agree you may want to have Salah as well. But I just think you may need to make sacrifices elsewhere and definitely not the, high, the second highest FPL point scorer at the moment. The final question also involves Salah. It comes from a good friend of the podcast at last FPL who asks, is it worth shoehorning Salah into our team at all costs, even, even if he was not in our plans? I have ZH and Sun, for example. I could move to Neto and Salah, but it does not look good on paper. So last, the short answer is not at the expense of someone like Sun, 
who is the third, who is the highest point scorer in the game. Uh, and this is assuming you don't own Kane. And as I mentioned previously, Sun and Kane um, have two things going for them this month. One is fixture, and the other is the possibility of being immune to rotation. Considering that the Spurs bench may not have enough firepower to cover the returns that Kane and Sun has provided them so far, I think it's fine to have a player like Neto as a fifth midfielder. And because you mentioned Sun as an option to get Salah in, I'm assuming you probably have a very expensive backline, or at least have a, have a premium defensive asset. So I would rather downgrade a defensive option over Salah, over Sun, sorry, to get Salah in. And finally, captaincy picks for game week 12. Salah against Fulham is definitely the top pick for the week. I've been risk averse with captaincy picks lately, so my armband would go to Salah this week for all the reasons that I've stated earlier in the episode. My next pick would be Harry Kane, eight goals this season, and it's also creating a lot of chances for Spurs, especially for Sun Hyung Min. He also has 10 assists to his name so far and a total of 18 big chances and big chances created this season, the highest for any players, player in the league. Spurs are playing against Crystal Palace who are, as mentioned earlier, one of the six teams with the worst defences for shots conceded. And finally, a differential pick, Callum Wilson. This is assuming that their match goes ahead this week. Newcastle will be playing West Brom at home, the worst defense in the league, and has just shipped five goals uh, against Crystal Palace. And I think Wilson will have his goal scoring boots on after two weeks without football. So that's the Game Week 12 episode wrapped up. Thank you for listening. Another early deadline this week on Friday at 6.30pm in the UK and that's 2.30am here in Malaysia, Saturday 2.30am. And do remember there's another FPL game week uh, in midweek next week. Um, I will try to get something out on Monday for that but if not, the next episode will be for game week 14. As always, please share the pod if you enjoy listening, send in your feedback if you have any. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at OHayStranger and on the pod account at another FPL pod. Your arrows be green and points be in the hundred. Cheers!